Welcome to the Christian Life Podcast. At Christian Life, we're all about making disciples of all generations. If you'd like to connect with us and find out more about what's going on here, you can find us on Facebook at CLC Gridley, and of course on the web at clcgridley.org. We hope that God speaks to you through the message you're about to hear. Thanks for tuning in for Easter at Christian Life Online. This is an amazing day that we celebrate. It may be unlike any other Easter, at least I've ever experienced in my life. But to this day, there's only one day of the year worth looking like a human Easter egg. This Easter. Now, I'm sure you know this as well as I do. Easter is not about celebrating with family. Easter is definitely not some super-sized Easter bunny. It's not about a scavenger hunt to see who can find the most eggs. Easter at its core is an incredible story of redemption for you and I. I think we take a minute today before we even get started, and I want to share some of the Easter story. I'd encourage you, with your maybe with your family, to set some time aside at some point and read Matthew 26 to Matthew 28. Through this, you will read the entire story of all of the events that led up to what we celebrate when we talk about Easter. There's everything in there from you know betrayal by a close friend. There's denial saying, you know, one of Jesus' core disciples saying, I never knew that man multiple times to a little girl. I mean, just some incredible things lead into Jesus dying on the cross. He was put on trial for crimes he didn't commit. Because religious leaders were intimidated by him and they didn't like what he had to say. I mean, there's just so much here. But Jesus died on a cross for you and I. He died so that we could live. So that our sins could be forgiven and we can have relationship with God. But here's the thing we know. Nature tells us, you know this, I know this. Any one of us are capable of dying. But it takes someone special to live after, to come back, to be raised from the dead. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He died on a cross. He was buried in a tomb. They rolled a giant stone in front of the tomb to seal it. I mean, they even went as far as putting armed soldiers there to guard the tomb out of fear that one of Jesus' followers would come and steal his body and make false claims. But here's the other thing I know. God doesn't need man to do the work for him. God does exactly what was promised, raises Jesus from the grave, and then he immediately begins to go and do what I know my wife wants to speak to you about today. He begins to go and reach out to and meet with his followers. Jesus was raised from the grave. He was resurrected for many reasons. But what we want to talk to you about today is Jesus was resurrected to make all things new. Now, how many of us like new things? 
I think it's pretty safe to say that we all like getting something new. Okay, like you know there's that new car with that fresh new smell when you open the door, it's that nice leather. Or on the outside there's no blemishes, there's no scratches yet, it's ready to drive. Now if you ask my dad um, what he would like that would be new, it would probably be a new guitar. Or if you ask my husband, he'd disagree and say no, it would be the, the best thing to have is a brand new baseball glove so that way he can smell the leather, or let's be real, we're talking about my husband here, he would probably like a brand new gun. That would be his take. Now, when I was a kid, my brother and I decided, you know, for us to be able to watch exactly what we wanted to watch on TV, we needed to race for this remote. So whoever got to the remote first was gonna be, you know, in charge of what we were watching for the day. So it was a great idea, he actually had it. So we go and we're like, okay, let's do this. And our rooms were directly across from each other. So he's standing at one um, at his part of the door and I'm standing at my door. And he's like, on your mark, get set, go. So we take off running. We're like running as hard and fast as we can. We turn the corner and we can see like in the distance, we can see our the remote is there on the couch. It's ready for us. And we dive in the air and we both land on the couch, touch the remote. And all of a sudden you hear crack. And it was like, oh no, what just happened? You know, and I start crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, we broke the sofa. We're going to be dead. God's going to kill us. And I'm crying. And he's like, shut your mouth. No way, don't say anything. And he's like, just don't say anything. And I'm like, I'm crying, you know, trying not to talk. And he's like, I can fix it. I can make it new again. Don't worry. Just don't say anything. It's like, okay. You know, so he goes in the garage and he's shoveling through stuff and he finds a brick and he comes inside and, and he was actually able to make it like new again. Our couch actually stayed that way with the brick holding it up for a few years. My dad didn't end up finding out about the broken sofa until much later when we were actually getting new sofas. So good job, brother. You saved the day um, until he found out that was a bad day, okay? But <laughs> I want to go ahead and read a scripture verse that I have written down here. It's in Revelation chapter 21, verse 5. It said, and he, the one who is sitting on the throne, said, look, I am making everything new. See, there's that word again, new. And then he said to me, write this down, for I tell you, it is trustworthy and true. Now, Jesus laid his life down for us. You know, we just finished hearing my husband share that incredible Easter story. He paid the cost with his blood so that way we can have a new life in him. He was always thinking about us, always had us on his mind and on his heart. He knew that the only way that we could have a new life free of shame, free without blemish, you know, without brokenness, was so that he could die on the cross. That was the only way for us to have that life. And through that cross, there was a resurrection. You guys, we not only have a God that died for us, but we have a God who is living today. Jesus accomplished a great work inside of us. And he did this before he knew us. Now he wants to do that same work again. Now, we see here in John uh, chapter 20 that after he's risen, he goes out to meet with the disciples. Now, I believe that Jesus is walking to meet with us today. He is searching the crowds in pursuit for you and I. 
Now, the question when I read through the, um, the empty tomb and how Jesus appears to his disciples, I was reading this and studying it. And the first, the first questions that came to my mind was, will we recognize him when he comes to meet with us? Will we know his presence? Will we remember his voice? All the people that had spent time with him, the disciples that spent, you know, hours and hours of time with him going, traveling here and there, they didn't recognize him when he came to them. You know, some were afraid, some were doubtful. Now, wherever you are today, you need to know that Jesus is coming to meet with you. He desires to have that relationship with us. But will you come to meet with him? You know, will you acknowledge that he's there, acknowledge him speaking to you, even maybe right now, maybe you're sitting at home right now and you're, as I'm speaking these words and you're hearing this, you're thinking, man, I feel something weird going on. You Maybe there's that tugging on your heart, that peace that's coming with you, you know, in those time of troubles and, and you hear somebody that encourages you, you wonder what that feeling is. That's God. That's him coming to meet with you. He, he is tugging on your heart, wanting to know you more. Um, I want to read in John chapter 20, uh, verse 26 through 29. And it says, A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Now that part, I'm seriously, I just really wonder, like, did he just appear? Because it says the doors were locked, and then he's there. So I don't know how that is, but we're going to keep reading. It's something that I can ask Jesus later on when I'm dead and in heaven. Okay, so then he says to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Because Thomas, you know, you read before this, Thomas was doubtful. He said, okay, you guys who saw him, you know, I have to see him and touch and feel and know that it's true because he had doubt. And that's okay. A lot of us, we have doubt and it's okay to feel that way. God understands. You know, but he says, stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, because you've seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now, going back to that new stuff, you know, those things that we like to, to get. Maybe you order something on Amazon. Now, of course, this is before quarantine, before, you know, when we actually had a life outside of our house. So you order something online and you're excited. You cancel all your plans, okay? You know who you are. And I, I do this too sometimes. I can't wait. You look online, you see the email, and it says, you know, exactly when it's going to arrive. So you're like, I can't go anywhere today, guys. Sorry, I, I got to cancel my plans with you. I got to stay home. I've got a package coming. You know, you're really excited, and, and you wait at home. It's like getting to, close to that time. You're, you're, you're just like looking out the window. Oh, man, it should be here by now. You know, you kind of get a little antsy walking back and forth, and then you hear your own, is that a truck? Sounds like a truck. You know, and you see that FedEx truck drive past your house. You're like, I know he's going to make a U-turn to pull up in front of my house because that's my package, my truck. It's here. You run outside. You've got your socks on. You don't even bother with shoes. You look a mess. You know, you've been waiting all day for this package. It's tough work. So you go outside. You know, he walks up to your door. You go, hey, how's it going? You know, he's like, I got a package for you. Oh, that's me. Yeah, that's my package, you know, and he gives it to you, and you're all okay. You act all smooth and cool. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Okay. 
by, you know, walk in real slow, close the door, and you're like <sighs> ripping through that stuff, you know, to get what you have been waiting for. There is something about the buildup during waiting when it's something that we have desired, okay? Now, Jesus desires to have a relationship with us. He has paid the ultimate sacrifice for your life, and now he awaits for us to meet with him. Isn't that incredible? When I read this, I mean, that was my first thought was, you just died on the cross. Then you resurrected from the grave. And the first thing that's on your mind is to come and meet with us. He's awaiting, just like we're waiting for those things, that excitement that we, that we get builds up inside of us. He is excited and anticipating for you to come and meet with him. He stops all, sacrifices everything for an encounter with you. Not, not because, you know, this, this helps him, like, like it benefits him for us to, to come to him and to meet with him and have a relationship. This does nothing for him. His love is pure, and it's never-ending. It's undeniable. I want to read uh, in Luke chapter 15, uh, verse 1 through 7. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and switch to Luke chapter 15. Verses 1 through 7. Now it says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and, and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he is, finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in, in the same way, there will be more. You guys, listen to this. In the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Wow. When I read that, that just touches my heart in such a way because he goes in search for the one that is lost. He loves us. We read that when the disciples realize that it's Jesus who they're talking to, they realize who it is they were looking at. They become overjoyed. You know, they, they're celebrating. They're excited. Jesus is overjoyed by us, and he rejoices over us. How long will we keep him waiting? How long will, will we choose to let this moment pass us by of meeting with him? Because we know he's always there. We hear it, you know, throughout different sermons, and we read it in Scripture, ask, seek, you'll find me, all these different ways of Jesus saying, you know, putting it out there, I'm here, I'm waiting for you. How long will we ignore it? I don't want to miss a moment to go out and meet with him. Not another chance, not another second. He has the gift of a new life. The resurrection of Christ represents the old passing away. You know, the sin and the shame was forgotten, and new life begins again. When we meet with Jesus, 
this happens inside of us. All that was broken, all that was lost, and, and you know, we felt shame, whatever it is that you, your life was. When you choose to meet with him, there is a new life that springs forth inside of you. His love for us is undeniable. It is never ending. Wherever you're at today, Jesus is coming to meet with you. Wherever you're at right now, will you meet with him? Now, this is something that only you can answer. There's nobody else that can help you with this. Not your spouse, not your best friend, not your kids, not your family. This is a decision purely between you and God. Because I truly believe, without a doubt, that he's here right now. He is coming. He has shown, proven, I'm here. Do you not see me? Do you not hear me? When you're going through those troubled times and you feel like you're alone, but yet you, you somehow know that I'm there. I've been there with you. He wants to meet with you today. That's what his resurrection is all about. That's what Easter is all about. It's about remembering what he has done on the cross. But why? So that we can have a new life in him. I want to pray for you today. God, right now, I pray for whoever is listening in on this. God, whoever it is that you are speaking to right now, you're stirring within their hearts. They know they can't deny it because you're there with them. God, I pray right now that this would be the turning point for many of us, even for those who already have believed but, but need to go deeper with you. You're calling them to, to be more than what they've been. God, I pray that you would challenge us today. But Lord, most of all, we would know that you love us and you're here for us, God. We thank you, God, that you have wiped our slate clean. God, we are a new creation in you. Help us to see that today. We love you, Lord. Bless the rest of this day. In your name we pray. Amen. At this point in our service, we're going to prepare to receive our tithes and our offerings. If you'd like to give today, there are several very easy ways that you can go about doing that remotely. The easiest of them being going to our website at clcgridley.org and going up to the top right-hand corner and clicking Give. Be able to take care of it very easy from there. Another option you have is actually texting the amount that you'd like to give to the number 84321 and we'll be able to uh, get that squared away for you. Let's go ahead and pray as we prepare to give. Jesus, right now we ask that you would bless our gifts. God, you have blessed us, uh, and the statement that we say often is you've blessed us so we can be a blessing, Lord. So I pray that as each one of us, as we, we sit here, we, we listen in, God, we take part in this Easter service. God, you know exactly where we're at. God, you know the situation that we find ourselves in. God, we know that your word promises, God, that you take care of us, God, when we trust in you. God, so as we give, I pray that you would bless us. God, I pray that you would open up uh, amazing favor, God, that you would pour blessing out on our life. God, you would take care of us, God, as we step out in faith and give. God, we thank you. We praise you in your holy name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. 
We trust you've been encouraged and challenged to grow. If we can help you grow in your relationship with Jesus, please connect with us on Facebook or on clcgridley.org. We're now offering this same content and much more in video form on YouTube. We'll put the link below. If you'd like access to that information, please subscribe so you'll stay up to date on what's going on here. See you next week on the Christian Life Podcast.